This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I like that we say hi right at the top. Yeah. And like, we've been sitting here for a couple minutes. Right. Like, like but this is that's action. like how we get into it. Yeah. This is Sip Survive Repeat. Oh, you did it. We got some feedback and it, some people told us that we keep forgetting to say the name of the podcast at the top. My bad. So, yeah. And, and I'm Danelle. I'm Jenny. And yeah. I'm, I'm Kenny, but you guys probably know my voice. Yeah. It doesn't sound if, like Hopefully you're not confusing <laughs> Kenny's voice with ours. That'd be, hey. that'd be just weird. I'm Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> you just sounded like sloth. From, <laughs> hey, that? you guys. The Goonies. Yes. We used to make my cousin do the truffle shuffle. Oh, my God. I so know. That's so mean. Oh. Shout out, Natalie. What up? She doesn't listen, but okay. Okay, but she might. You don't know. So this is a podcast about survival stories. Yes, and drinking wine. And drinking wine. And um, let's see. So today, ooh, there's people outside. I can hear it. We have the windows open. We can hear some stuff. Uh, today, I picked up a beautiful rosé mm. from the local convenience store. Mm. <laughs> so let me just start by saying, mm. me and Kenny went to sushi at Mizu, Japanese something. I think it's just called Mizu Sushi. Great. Yeah. Mizu Sushi, M-I-Z-U Sushi. We don't know what city it's technically in, but if you live in Cleveland, check it out. They have a lunch special. You can get two rolls, salad and miso soup. For $9.25. It's a deal. Sounds like a steal. And listen, you would be like, that sounds like bad sushi. It's not. I'd be a little scared. I was a little skeptical going (laughs) in. I was expecting like worse than Superstore sushi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was it? It was very, the spicy tuna was delicious. Let's Let's talk tomorrow and see how your stomachs feel and then I'll be convinced. I mean, you know how my stomach is. I know. It's pissed at me all the time. Yeah. So right now I'm feeling great. Okay. This is going to go down. Okay. So the wine, we went to the convenience store next door. (laughs) Back to the wine. We had a real classy lunch situation. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, So the wine is Chloe Rosé. It is a 2017, a great year for wine. Only the best vines came in 2017 <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about central coast california and the reason we picked this is because it said it was uh an elegant style of the dry rosé it has delicate flavors and aromas and fresh strawberry raspberry and watermelon and it does and it's got a crisp well-balanced finish it's kind of well-balanced it's, it's a I little mean, unbalanced it's fine it's fine for convenience store wine, I don't know. Yeah, Twelve ninety nine though. I feel like it might. It could be maybe like, like a ten ninety nine. Maybe like a nine or a ten. Yeah. yeah it's like not terrible. No. I can drink it. Okay. As Good long news. As we're all cool with that. Good news is I can slam this. Well, rosé is not my jam usually, Mm-mm. but it's hot out, so I wanted to get. We can't drink reds right now. It's too we hot. Can. I'm going to make us. Our, okay. I mean, I want. Here's the thing. I can't handle white wine or rosés. I get too drunk. Oh. Quickly. Whoops. whoops. I know. Danelle's going to be wasted. I know. I suggested beer today. We could do a beer day. I have beer Jenny in the fridge here. It's beer just makes me pee so much. Mm, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like the, on the way home, we we'll should probably do have to a stop beer day pee. though. <laughs> and we also, will. I want to do a margarita, but I'll make better. I'll make a good drink, Kenny. I promise. It won't be like the one time I made okay. you a cocktail. I still and it was... have the sparkling water <gasps> sitting in my car because we were gonna do that like three weeks ago. When we but... go back to my house at some point, yeah. we'll do margaritas, or we can even do them here. Whatever, we'll plan Here's it. Here's a side note too. Um, when we go sometime to the stables, because mm-hmm. we're going to record at the stables one day, 
um, we should make mint juleps, <gasps> like how yes. they have at the Kentucky Derby. Yes, please. Oh my god! I have to make sure she's cool drinker. that we're drinking at the staples. Like we can maybe fine. if she's not, then we could just drink beforehand. Just shots. Yeah, on the road. Bag. Yeah, yeah she'll never it. notice. Or put it in like a little thermal thing. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, okay, so Fourth of July just happened. I know mm-hmm. now when, we, when this releases, it'll be like a week and a half after Fourth of July, but. Did you guys do anything fun? My family was in town, mm-hmm. and we had lots of fun. We went swimming, you know, your usual 4th of July stuff. It was great. Excellent. Drank lots of alcohol. Yeah. My sister did a front flip off the diving board when she was shit-canned. It was great. Now, did she get hurt at all? Um, she didn't remember doing it until the next day she woke Uh-oh. up, and she's like, oh, my shoulders kind of hurt. And I'm like, yeah, because your ass did a flip off the diving board. <laughs> so... That happened. I like it. But it was good. It good. was great. How about you? It was good. Um, my brother was in town from Atlanta. What's up, Jeff? He is supposedly going to be a new listener. He did order some merch while oh, I was sitting there. Shout out. What up, Jeff? Um, and he brought his two girls, uh, Evie and Greer, and just really nice to see them. And uh, my aunt and uncle were there with their kids and just hanging out with family mm-hmm. pretty much and my husband was actually home and not nice. in Lake Tahoe although he, he oh. no he's currently in Lake Tahoe <laughs> yeah. Donald Good get your ass back Donald. here Donald um and we bought new appliances which they're beautiful yes although I'll tell you a quick anecdote about that um we were trying to be thrifty so we went on Craigslist and we found these an appliance set they were stainless steel and they were um the fridge the oven <laughs> the microwave, and the dishwasher for $500. And we were like, what? Amazing. Too good to be true. So, okay, so our fridge died, which is why we needed to buy a new fridge. Mm -hmm. We thought, well, we'll just buy this for $500 and everything will match then. So we buy it. My husband gets it home. Now, the people who had it, I don't want to judge, but the appliances were very dirty, inside and outside. So Donald and my stepdaughter spent the entire afternoon on, I believe it was Wednesday before 4th of July, okay, scrubbing down these appliances, like inside and outside. Like there was a hose involved, like oh. shit was getting real. He, my husband by himself hauled our old refrigerator out, hauled the new refrigerator in. So excited. So excited, plugged it in. <laughs> Donald didn't work <laughs> the refrigerator Oops. the one thing we needed out of this whole set didn't, didn't work. work so next time plug it in first and right. then clean it but right you whatever you got a new set now <sighs> lesson learned the old set we returned to them and said give us our five hundred dollars back did you get your money back yes good for you i mean donald said it was real weird the guy was like why don't you just keep it because you can fix the refrigerator no and donald was like if I wanted to fix a refrigerator, I would have fixed mine. Yeah, dumbass. That I already had. <laughs> so we bought new appliances and... <sighs> Are they delivered? They're being delivered on Saturday. So okay. I have a whole week oh without a fridge. Teddy. <laughs> and the oven has also been uninstalled already. So I have a microwave, a mini fridge in the basement, uh, and a toaster oven. Oh. I can't wait to hear what concoctions you've been making. I mean, mostly microwavable dishes. Like, uh-huh. I made... Well, mostly I make Declan food, and then I just eat, like, peanut butter toast. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just don't care. So I make him, like, mac and cheese and, like, yeah. SpaghettiOs. And, like, I bought some bananas, and I bought some, um, like, applesauce pouches. But I don't know. Whatever. He's not picky. Next Saturday. Or this Saturday. This coming Saturday in a couple of days. Well, four days. 
Anyway, Kenny, you had a busy weekend. I had a very busy weekend. I had two weddings, went to my old college town. It was just nonstop binge drinking, essentially. Basically, so, Kenny's liver is like, it's, hates yeah, him. Yeah, I'm just feeling like close to 100% today. And then, you, we, and then we give him some cheap rosé. Are oh, you going to yeah. be able to drink that? I'll work my way through okay, it. Okay, because I noticed you like, haven't really taken a sip yet. I don't, it's not my favorite rosé, I'll be honest. Yeah. Listen, it was twelve ninety nine at the convenience store. Yeah. So... I'm sorry. I picked it. I was like, let's get this one. It's tw- it's a it's a dollar or two more expensive than it's the next. It's not the worst we've had. I feel like the cupcake was maybe the like my <laughs> least favorite. Cupcake was the other one we were thinking about getting. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, cupcake was. Well, this was going to be the rosé version of cupcake. So mm. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm glad since you didn't like cupcake in the red form that we didn't get the rosé. I yeah. couldn't remember if we like cupcake or not. We didn't. I like cupcake I mean, I in didn't. general, but Danelle does not. Yeah, yeah. But I also have an affinity towards cheap wines from gas stations, convenience stores. Well, Danelle likes to get hers from Costco. I'm still working on that and t-shirt Heinen's. design. Like, nobody Heinen's. knows what Heinen's is. It's a local grocery store, people. Shh. It's like your Wegmans if you're in California or East Coast. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, weren't we supposed to talk about something else, but I can't remember what? A shout, you're going to give a shout out to somebody. Oh, do we do that at the beginning or the end or does it matter? Last time we end. did the end. But. Let's do it at the end. Okay, we'll do it at the end. So stay tuned, person, Patreon. Um, <laughs> what? I was going to say nothing, never mind. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. If you've made it this far, you're now going to get into the real, the real dirt here. Now we're going to start. Now we're going to start talking about survival stories and not just our personal lives. And it's Jenny's turn first. Jenny. So I can get tipsy on this wine while I'm Yeah, leaving. just start chugging the rosé. It'll grow on you. <laughs> Halfway there. Bye. Um, okay, so technically I'm doing the survival story of Joan Porco. It is an unfortunate last name. <laughs> it is an unfortunate. I wasn't going to say anything. Listen, she survived, so it's fine. Uh, I can't say the same for her husband, Mr. Porco. Peter Porco. <laughs> Stop. No, it's, it's just a real name. It's a real name. Um, this was a forensic files that I watched. I'm sure I've seen it like four times because I just, when I get bored and I have nothing to watch, I just watch forensic files. And so I've seen this one multiple times. Um, and I also have been listening to um, in a kind of bingy fashion, wine and crime. Mm-hmm. And there's these three gals, I think I talked about them last yes. week, Minnesota. And they were doing, oh, they did, they covered, this will give you a hint. They covered axe murders. Oh. And so this was one of theirs for the axe murder. Cool. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> um, okay. So the way the story goes is these folks lived in, I think it was called Delmar. And I think that's in New York State. Great. So um, they, I don't know, they live in, it looked like a fairly nice neighborhood. Um, And the Peter Porco. (laughs) Pee-pee, we can call him, which is just (laughs) as bad. Um, Peter, come on. Mm, It's not good. Uh, He was a, like a clerk, a county clerk at the um, courthouse. Okay, so he's already a pain in the ass. Yeah. I no mean, offense, county clerks, but I feel like if you're a county clerk, you're a pain in the ass. Okay. Well, this was him wrapping up his career as county clerk okay. or some shit like that. Something at the courthouse. All I know is he worked at the courthouse. So um, one night, him and his wife are sleeping, um, and the next day, he does not show up at court for his job. Oh. And that was very unlike Peter Porco. 
I'm just going to keep saying Peter Porco was punctual. <laughs> Danelle, you know I love alliteration. <laughs> and I'm so good at it. Uh, okay. So Peter Porco was punctual. <laughs> and he wasn't at work and people got nervous. And so they sent the police. They were paranoid. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> they were paranoid. Keep going. So they called the police. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Do the whole story like that. <laughs> How annoying would that be? <laughs> and then we just keep laughing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, okay. All right, so um, they call the police. <clears throat> they go to the Porco home. They get inside, and it's literally, there's blood everywhere. Oh, no, I made fun of him. I Hopefully, he got S- killed. He did get killed. Oh, sorry, Peter. Sorry, Peter. Rest Jenny peace. said that at the very beginning. Did she? Yeah. I said, yeah. You were just insensitive from the start. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just was too busy chugging my wine. It's fine. Just keep chugging that rosé. That's. I thought he maybe murdered someone else. Anyway, no, go ahead. I'll quit All interrupting right. you. No, no, no. Keep interrupting. I like it. So uh, they go in. Well, the first thing they notice is there's like blood droplets on the front porch. Okay. Then they go in and there's just like blood fucking everywhere. Then they reach the stairs and there's Peter Porco dead on the stairs. D-E-A-D. Dead on the stairs. Oh, Peter. So they're like, okay, well, his wife lives here. So they go upstairs and they find her. She's still alive, but she's been hit three times with a fireman's axe (gasps) in the head and face. Also, Peter was killed with the same fireman's axe. He had been hit 16 times with the axe. Someone is pissed off. And the axe was left on the bed. And a so they knew. axe is pretty long. It's huge. And it's huge. to knock down doors yes. and break oh into buildings. God. Three times and she's still alive? She's still alive. So they, they <sighs> get her bundled up and out the door. And here is the gross. Here's some gross parts I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to hear it. She um, was hit so hard <sighs> that one of her eyes was completely pulverized. So she doesn't have an eye in oh. the one side. I don't remember if it's right or left. Poor baby. Also, when the rescue squad, the EMS people, got there, they needed to give her oxygen. Well, you have to put the oxygen mask over her mouth. No. They couldn't tell where her mouth was supposed to be. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Yeah. That's how messed up her face was. Just super fucked. So this is, her name's Joan, Joan Porco. She goes to the hospital, and the good news is she survives. How? Don't know. By the grace of God, she they put her face back together. She should not have survived that. I mean, there's no... No, it's insanity. Like, she lost... I think she lost part of her skull. She lost her eye. Um, but they, they were able to reconstruct her face. And I have to say, I've, I saw pictures of her, which we'll mm-hmm. put on, on the social media accounts. She surprisingly... I mean, when you look at her closely, you're like, okay, yeah, you got fucked up in the face with an axe. But, but... If you just took a quick glance, it's not as it's bad as you like as you would imagine it to be. Like whoever these doctors were, did, oh, kudos. So you're talking about the after, the like, after effects. Okay. Like she, well, she was a beautiful woman before, but now, I mean, she's still. If you just glanced at her, you wouldn't know. Mm-mm. Like, good, no, great. No. So it was just like and I think that's got to help, like mentally healing too, to not have to look at us, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, she still has like you can see where the axe definitely mm-hmm. hit. It's like insanity. Jeez. I feel like axe attacks in general. Terrifying. Oh, my God. It's, like, very primal. 
well, I think is what makes it weird for me. And it's also like, it's not like a knife where, I mean, it's, it's just as bad as a knife, but like a knife you have, you can easily, not easily, but you can pull it out where an ax, you hit someone with an ax. Like, how do you pull it back out to do it again? It's like stuck in there. It gets like, stuck. And then you said it's very hard. primal. Like, and I've also heard sometimes, okay, this is not this story, but I've heard in other ax murder stories where people, the ax does get stuck and they'll put their foot on the person's head no. and yank it out. No. True. True. I forget what I heard that from, but it's true. So she only got hit three times, though, unlike her husband who got hit 16. 16. So he obviously was the first one if he was. Yes, he was being attacked first. So So here's the interesting thing about him. Peter, our friend Peter. Mm -hmm. Um, The one I made fun of at the beginning of the story. It's a hilarious name. It is a funny name. It wasn't that bad. (laughs) So... um, he got hit 16 times. She got hit three times. Then the perpetrator left the axe and pieced out of the house. A little time after that, Peter comes too. He's not dead yet. No. Yeah. Peter Porker didn't pass. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Peter. Say that 10 times Peter fast. Porker didn't pass. He, uh, he got up out of bed. He got dressed. He went downstairs. He poured himself cereal. Peter. Milk. Call cereal. one. He goes to get the newspaper. He opens the front door. He walks out onto the front porch where he drips blood, which the detectives found when they got there. He gets the newspaper, turns around, realizes he locked himself out of the house, <gasps> uses the key hidden in the planted pot, opens the door, comes back inside, passes out on the stairs, and dies. What the fuck? Here's what happened. He basically, when he got hit in the head with his axe, it hit his neocortex. Okay. Which is like the outer layer of your brain. I hope I'm getting this right. This is I'm all off sure memory, you are. people. The neocortex. And it's what, it, it is the, the thing that helps you with emotions and like reactions and all the like kind of more higher power thinking mm-hmm. that humans do. But his paleocortex, which is the closer in matter that's at the like interior of the brain, was not harmed. And that's where you have your um, kind of like your autopilot stuff. Like, which how, is why he went through those How motions. you get up, how you go so, to the bathroom, how you get dressed, how you like all the stuff that you would do every day. Like, essentially, when a chicken gets its head cut off, it'll mm-hmm. run around. Just yeah. the human form. Yeah. Interesting. So he was basically like zombie Peter Porco. And he did all this stuff, including go outside, all covered in blood, and like probably, maybe he had a polarized eye. We don't know. I'm sure something was happening. Can you believe he opened the door with a spare key? No. Like that's how much memory like he had. Of that routine and that. Yeah, where he locks himself out and he's like, oh shit. Insane. So yeah, and then he just like, he basically came in and he had had so much blood loss at that point that he passed out and that's where he died. That's why he died on the stairs and his wife was still in the bedroom. That's so sad that he, it wasn't triggered in him to like call 911 because maybe, maybe he would have lived or I don't know. But I mean, like, could have gotten like he there just sooner. didn't, he didn't have any reasoning yeah. capabilities. Yeah. So I just thought that was very interesting wow. that like his, like he was just functioning, like low functioning, but functioning. But still went through his routine. And I still can't believe like, no, it must've been early in the morning. Like none of his neighbors saw him outside well, that's covered what I was in ask. blood. Like, I wonder how early it was. I mean, maybe it was like six and it may not even, I mean, I think the attack, they, they ended up saying it happened around like 
two thirty in the morning. Oh, and so if he woke up like not that long after that and thought It'd it was still be morning, dark and yeah, he wouldn't have known. I mean, again, he didn't have oh the reasoning God. capabilities anymore. What? So now they're looking for suspects. So they start looking for suspects. Got to be someone close to them. So one thing that they looked at first is because he worked in the court system, they were like, okay, did someone have a grudge mm-hmm. against Peter? Because he worked in the court system. He worked closely with judges. Yeah. So they start looking and they find um, there's some mob guy or mob tie-in. Uh, the guy was known as Firefighter Joe, I think his name was. Oh, no. And the axe. Mm-hmm. He done did it. So they got real nervous that maybe it was some sort of mob tie, which was like crazy in this town. Like they were like, what the fuck? Little small, like upper New York town. Yeah. Okay. And they were like, huh? Um, well, it turns out like what he was in for is that he like basically he, the guy, the firefighter, the nickname firefighter, Joe, he wouldn't snitch on the mob people that he was involved with. So he had really no reason to kill. Okay. Because, like, he hadn't given up any information. So they kind of went back to the drawing board. And I think there was one other person that they looked at that was, like, kind of an out there, far out thing. They also had two sons, Jonathan and Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, Jonathan, uh, they looked into and they found out that Jonathan was, I think he was in the Navy. And he was on a ship or a base, like, in the ocean okay so he's out goodbye jonathan like he was hundreds of miles offshore no way he did it and they looked at um christopher and christopher was at i forget the name of the university um he was he was at school Mm -hmm. like college um and so he was i think three hours away from his parents house so they kind of were like "Eh." but then an ems that was at the scene told police they had asked Joan, yeah. the survivor, Joan, do you know who did this to you? And she shook her head, yes. And they said, was it Jonathan, her first son? And she said, no. They said, was it Christopher? And she shook her head, yes. No. Yeah. She said, yes. It was her son, Christopher. So how did he pull it off? So, um, can you imagine, well, you are a mother, I just... Oh, my God. It makes me scared that I have a kid. <laughs> well, and just to know that, like, to see it and live through it and and then have to, like, live through that and know that your son, your own flesh and blood did that to you and did it in such a gruesome, awful way. Yeah. The worst. So they um, they start trying to figure out what Christopher was doing. So... He says that the first he heard of the attacks was from a reporter who had called his roommate mm. once, like, the this crime had broken. It got leaked to the press, and the okay. press was covering it. So they were trying to call Chris's roommate at college to get, like, info on the family. Okay. But he answered the phone. Because this was back, I don't know, in the early 2000s, maybe late so 90s. So not everyone had a cell phone. Yeah. Maybe. Or, or at all. And um, Christopher answered the phone, and the reporter basically spilled the beans to him is what he said. So he had driven back to Del Mar uh, to see what was going on or if he could help. So they questioned him then. They didn't really have anything. Um, so they started digging deeper. So they here's the thing. Christopher drove a bright yellow oh, Jeep Wrangler. Bright yellow Jeep How Wrangler. How about a black car? 
get it together. How about a sedan? Okay. How about not your car? And um, here's the thing about Christopher, too. He was in college but flunking out. His parents had been all over him because he was using the credit card they had given him Mm -hmm. for emergencies for his personal pleasure. No, buy your own shit. Buy your own shit and stay out of the forest, motherfuckers. (laughs) Um, So he was using his parents' money to buy shit, including, like, his Jeep and all this other, like, expensive-ass stuff. Um, His parents had been emailing him about the fact, because it was their credit card, so when they were getting all these bills and couldn't pay them, Mm -hmm. they were like, Christopher, you're ruining our credit. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? You have to stop or we're going to cut you off. So um, there were a couple, like, somewhat threatening emails from Joan to Christopher, like, we're taking away, I think cell phones must have been the thing, because they were like, we're going to take away your phone, and we're going to take your away minutes. this. It was probably like the minute situation. Right. Got, you, they paid for <laughs> you your minutes. You get no more minutes. Um, we're taking away your pager. He had the Nokia minute phone, like what I had. Correct. We're taking away your calling card. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think, you know, he was kind of pissed. Here's the other suspicious thing that happened that started the police started looking into Christopher more is he was, um, he went to a financial planner. Okay. Uh, like a week before this incident and said, I'm going to come into some money soon and I need, invest- <gasps> what a dummy. and I need investment advice. His parents combined life insurance policy was worth $1.1 million. But wh- how, how did he know he was on it? I mean, clearly well, they must have had a conversation. I mean, it was him and Jonathan. I'm sure we're on it. <sighs> But how could you be so stupid? Come on. He's an idiot. So he drives his bright... Okay, so this is the timeline. Oh, God. So the night of the incident, they look at camera footage at the um, college. Mm-hmm. And this was interesting. There was a, an investigator that said, most people don't know it, but they are videoed 15 to 20 times per day. <gasps> and this is back in the early 2000s. So imagine uh-huh. what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Just don't do it. You're going to get caught. Yeah. So surveillance shows around 8.30 p.m. a bright yellow Jeep Wrangler leaving campus. Great. Then the same bright yellow Jeep Wrangler was spotted going through a toll booth. And don't use the toll roads. He he had to. It's the only way to get home. But he, he was smart enough to pull the easy pass, which is like the toll, mm-hmm. like the automated toll system. He pulled that off of his dash and hid it under his seat. Okay, well. Where he left it for police to find. <laughs> smart. Because he's an idiot. <laughs> All right. So uh, he gets to the house. And the other reason they knew it must have been someone close to the family is because the person who broke in knew the master code to the alarm system. Mm. And punched it in. <laughs> Giveaway number 57. <laughs> uh, then he killed his dad and attempted to kill his mother. Then he left, uh, hit the toll roads again. And then they also caught him on film again around 8.30 a.m. Pulling into campus in his bright yellow Jeep Shh. Wrangler. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, they were like, okay, but we have to be sure it was him driving that Jeep Wrangler. Right. It could have been like he could have paid someone off. Or- so all of the toll booth tickets mm-hmm. are time stamped. So they okay. knew when the yellow Jeep went through. So there were only 12 other cars that went through around that time and were time stamped similarly. Okay. So they tested all of those 12 tickets mm-hmm. for DNA. Oh, 
because a lot of times skin will come off yeah. uh, when you're passing a ticket. That's smart. So they tested it, and guess whose DNA was on one of the tickets? His. Yes, Christopher Porco. Chris Porco. Chris you're Porco. an idiot. So um, the interesting thing is Joan, the survivor of this story, uh, once she came to and she was healed and all that stuff, she um, completely retracted her statement that her son was there. No. And said that her Joan. son had nothing to do with it. No, Joan. And well, she, to this day, she still maintains that her son had nothing to do with but it. But he's in jail, right? Correct. Okay. So he went to trial. All of this evidence was presented. Obviously, people were like, duh. Like, one of the jurors they interviewed, and he was like, we really didn't want it to be true. Like, we were no. like, please, we don't want your son to be the killer. You want it to be the fireman mob guy. Right. You're like, that's cool if it's a mob guy, because we can, whatever. No, no. I, it, she, it was him. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand, like, the, maybe her mentality. Like, she already lost her husband. Yeah. And her also, like, was just axed away. And then also to know that her son did this to her. Like, imagine what that does to you. And oh. I mean... There's so many stories about like kids attacking their parents. It does make me nervous sometimes. Oh, Declan. that's why. That's why I'm like, Declan, who's my best friend in the whole world? <laughs> who's never gonna kill mommy? Who's gonna Declan? kill mommy? No one. <laughs> like Not you. Um, so Joan is still, you know, doing fine, oh. but she she is living with this, I guess, tear in her life of her husband is dead and she is disfigured, and it's probably because her son, but she doesn't want to admit that. In her defense, she, I mean, there is a like a chance that the whole attack. Could, she could have like after recovery yeah it, she could have amnesia to some degree she may not she really may not remember i think she's protecting her son i don't want to speak for her but i think so too but she could have a little bit of amnesia yeah. where once she healed her brain was like nope yeah we aren't gonna remember that or it's also that thing where you just try to you know escape from what really happened and just mm-hmm. hide it and block it and move on with life and that's her only way to cope is to yeah. just pretend like he didn't do it well he got 50 years in jail oh shit uh 50 he- years to life i believe was the sentence. okay so he might get out on good behavior i think he was 21 when all this went down that's terrifying. so he could still get out when he's like alive maybe if he gets out on good behavior but yeah. um my hope is is that he just accidentally keels over someone accidentally <laughs> or someone accidentally accidentally kills him in jail yeah now what about the older son anything like no. is he still he's still cool okay we still like jonathan oh my god <laughs> wow i've never seen that forensics oh my god it's the best one because the reenactment is magic oh, yeah that's the I only mean, reason to watch the zombie files. the zombie peter porco running around the house doing stuff covered in blood is it's something to wow, behold what a great story so that is that a survival a good, story that's a juicy of, one of joan porco uh, and I just, I, I know it was more about like the whole situation, but God, it's such a fucked up story. Someone has to tell it. I mean, just the gruesomeness of the ax oh. in the head and her losing the eye. And mm. I mean, I love, I don't, I mean, yes, I do love those gory details. I do too. That's why I had I to know, tell that's it. That's why we're, we're weird. I know I we know, are. What's wrong with us? It's fine. Okay. Hey everybody. We really hope you love Sip Survivor Pete. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to a charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on your iPhone or Android and have a 
and we have a special code for you. Simply use our code SIPSURVIVE and you'll get 300 pod coins just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. You're welcome. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code SIPSURVIVE. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. It did for me. And me. Good job. Thanks. That was great. Thank you. Okay, so mine's a little different. I'm um, excited. Mine is the survival story of Maria, and I could not find her last name anywhere. Oh. So I don't know if... But it's not a dog? It's not a dog. You're not tricking week, me again? I'm not tricking you, no. <laughs> this is a person, and I don't know if, you know, she's just decided to keep her last name unknown, um, but her first name is Maria, so to speak, so... Was she in um, The Sound of Music? She what do you was. do about a girl named, named Maria? Maria. <laughs> That's the only line I remember. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Me um, either. Uh, but in every article I read, they just had her first name. Okay. And I don't even know if that's really her first name, but okay. Okay. So at this time, she was 50 years old, and she was a house cleaner working in Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. And this was back in July of 2018. Ooh, recent. Recent, around 10.30-ish a.m. in the morning. And so she was working with uh, three other cleaners on this house. So I'm imagining it's like a nice big house if mm, there's four of them. Probably. Come on Orange, over to my house. The OC. The OC. Mm-hmm. And um, she realized that she had left a, mo- a mop in her car. So she oh, went out. She's Maria. like, oh, ladies, hold on. I'm going to run out to my car and grab this mop really quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, in doing this, she unintentionally became a threat to a swarm of Africanized bees. No, Janelle. Oh. Why are you doing this to me? Ever since my girl, I've been afraid of fucking I bees. I know, me too. Okay, oh my God. Okay, so a little bit about Africanized bees. I was going to say, what's an Africanized exactly. bee? Exactly. Okay. So an Africanized bee is a hybrid species of the Western honeybee. So like our honeybee. Yes. Um, and these so-called killer bees... Um, were established um, when bees from southern Africa and local Brazilian honeybee bees mated together. So they, like, cross-colonize them, Mm -hmm. okay? I like Um, it. And they were mated to attempt to breed a strain of bees that would produce more honey and be better adapted to, like, the tropical areas. So they wanted to be better adapted to be (laughs) to be better adapted to tropical areas. So basically to be to be more productive. Oh my god! Which is like, leave them alone. Yeah, like, leave why them do you gotta crush it? Just leave, leave everything. These are good. They're all set. Nature did its thing. It's fine. It's it's annoying. Like same for GMOs. Leave my shit alone. Quit it. Stop. Just quit it. So, um, yeah. So the uh, da, 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 okay. So that's kind of what happened in the background. So the African eye or the Africanized bee. Um, was first identified in Brazil in the 1950s, mm-hmm. um, but it quickly spread through South or through Central and South America after a handful of swarms escaped. 26 to be exact. That's 26 it. swarms or 26 bees? 26 swarms. I don't know what is included in a swarm, but oh, Kenny's going to no. look it up. So thank you, Kenny. Oh God, I'm terrified. Um, so they escaped. Are they quarantine. more aggressive? Did they, did they say they're, they're more- very aggressive? I'll okay. give you more deets on that. Oh. So. Um, so the first Africanized bees in the United States were discovered in 1985. Okay. So it took a while for them to make their way up to oh, us. Oh, yeah. Um, a long trip. In an oil field in California. And then in 1990, the first permanent Africanized bee colony arrived in Texas from Mexico. 
And today they are found in Southern California, Southern Nevada, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, like all those Southern Southwestern Southwest, states. Okay. Yeah. Um, and some Central Southern Florida too. Okay. There's been recent ones there, which is a little scary because it's more populated. So. Yeah. With a, like a lot of old people and, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they are um, dangerous stinging insects mm-hmm. that have been known to chase people for more than a quarter of a mile. Now, listen, I Once can't they run. Get... I can't run for a quarter of a mile. <laughs> Your ass better run if you come in contact. I with will say, though, the only time I do run is some, someone's tracing me. I guess if that someone's a bee, I'm going to be fucking running. You're going to go. <laughs> they, so they can chase you for up to a quarter of a mile. Okay. And that's only if they get excited or agitated. They'll come after your ass. Uh, a swarm of bees is 2,000 bees <gasps> to 30,000 bees. Oh, no. shit. That's a lot of bees that escaped. Yeah. Decent you guys, so tw- oopsie. That's a lot of oopses. You guys. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. I let I the quarantine your- oh. out. Oh. <laughs> I was going to sing the real thing because Britney oh. is my hero. <laughs> Britney Spears, if you ever listen to this podcast, I love you. She won't, but maybe. She might. She seems kooky. <laughs> she is kind of a rock. Which I like. Yeah. We're into that. Okay, so this is why they've earned the nickname the Killer Bee. Oh my God, this is the Killer Bee? This is the Killer Bee. It's Shit. an Africanized bee. Okay. And wait, why is it Africanized again? It came because from they it was mixed between Western uh, African bees and then Brazilian bees. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and they also sting 10 times more than regular honeybees. <gasps> Can't regular oh. honeybees only sting once? Uh, ye- yes, but these guys these sting, can sting multiples? 10 times. Listen, let me just tell you something real quick. This is a little off topic, but it's not. It's about bees. <laughs> it's about bees. Okay, so not off topic. I was watching my weird addiction, and there was an episode about a lady who- I love that show. stung herself with bees like 20, Why? 20 times a day. Because she has arthritis, oh. and she would have the bees. She takes them in like little forceps and has them sting- where she mm. has like arthritis and the, um, I guess whatever venom's in there, mm-hmm. like eases it, her. Bur- it burns at first, but then it eases the pain of her oh. arthritis. But she, so she has like tons of hives in her backyard, but she basically, um, has a real hard time because she knows when she stings herself with a bee, the bee then dies because oh. that's what happens when a bee stings. Yeah. Like a regular bee. Um, and so she would like, there was parts of the show where she was like sitting on the ground crying. Cause she felt bad, but they yeah. were also saving her and. Yes, but then her doctor said maybe don't sting yourself so much because you could end up giving yourself like an allergic reaction. Yeah. Like, if you're exposed to something enough, mm-hmm. that's when you could develop an allergic reaction to and that. And you can develop um, a bee allergy later in life too. Like, exactly. You may not have one now, but you could develop one in like your 40s or your 50s or whatever. Right. Like our coworker got discovered she was allergic to shellfish suddenly. Oh, really? And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I like, didn't know that ate, was a thing. Ate some clam chowder and then couldn't breathe. Oh. Whoop. That's interesting. Don't do that. Well, they also do uh, like a bee sting therapy for like MS patients too. Oh. So it sounds like a similar, okay. where it's actually like you go to the hospital and like they do like therapies and stuff for that. But. Well, this lady was just doing it in her backyard. I'm not sure if that was. <laughs> she was more um, granola about it. So. Yeah, cool. um, so they sting 10 times more than regular honeybees okay. and they've been known to kill more than a thousand people. <gasps> but this is conflicting. I've also read 150. So I read two things. A thousand is from Wikipedia, which I'm sure is true. And then Everything hun- on the internet is true. Right. And then the other source I read was 150. Was it from Murderpedia? No. It is was there a from, page about these bees on Murderpedia? Not, no. We should make a page we should wait is murderpedia a thing 
Yes. Kenny. It's like Wikipedia for murderers. I had no idea. Listen, that's where I got all this information about the Porcos. Okay. Because Christopher. About the Porcos. Is a fucking murderer. Okay. So he's on Murderpedia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Check it out in your spare time, Kenny. Preferably not on your work computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Although we do, so it's fine. I mean, I totally did because I am getting rid of my personal computer and just using my work computer. I only no. use my work computer for everything. Oh, well, now my, my work computer is now my personal computer, so yeah. everything happens on it. Everything's on it. Get excited. Kenny's buying my I'm MacBook. Doug, RIT guy. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> They've also been known to kill horses and animals. What the uh, fuck? I know. No, sorry. Donna. Donna, run. Protect her from Africanized bees. Oh, my God. We ha- A couple of people have requested Donna videos. Get ready. <gasps> yes. Okay. Continue. Okay. So, um, the African bees that stung Maria had nested in a nearby gas meter. And was this a swarm? It was a swarm. I'll tell you how many in a minute. So I had to look up what a gas, I know what a gas meter is, but I wanted to like see it to understand like how they could be in there. Was it one on the side of the house? Yes. The ones on this, like the gray thing where the meter guy comes and checks it. It was like underneath like that. Yes. Um, so they were, you know, they took up home there Mm. and, um, it was located, outside the house close to the car um so that um kenny will also post a picture of that because i thought it was interesting so you could like see um so during the chaotic scene the homeowner's son who was home during the house cleaning oh, called nine one one. jesus so what would you do if a swarm of bees attacked you like what would be you, what would be your, like your plan of escape get low get low <laughs> that's why that's why run, like get low and run or just get low i feel like i would tuck I, and roll I, here's the thing in real life i would run Okay. But if I could think about it, I feel like I would stop, drop, and roll like in a fire. Okay. Because I feel like I would kill bees that way. Right. Kenny? I'd probably run into the house or something and try to close out as many as I can. Yeah. Yeah, I would run. That would be my reaction in real life. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, what happened to her is something you shouldn't do. So the other housekeepers were just trying to help and they grabbed a hose nearby and started spraying her with water. Oh no. Which agitated them even more. Uh And, um, they didn't stop. It didn't work. So, um, as the orange County fire authority team arrived, Marie was completely covered head to toe (gasps) in the bees. And the firefighters main task at that point was trying to figure out how to separate her from the bees attacking her and they Mm-mm. said, this was a quote I, I stole from like People or one of those articles, but um, the bees were almost in clusters. They um, were the size of golf balls all over her. <gasps> so they almost formed like balls, like golf ball size, and then just attack like in those little areas, now, like your face, your ears. Now, do anything to make them piss? Nope. The, what did So basically they, which all later in the story, they are agitated by vibrations. So by just her opening up the car door. Oh, I thought maybe she was singing. No, no or or singing or hu- maybe whistling humming. or humming or just mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so she said they had her, you know, they were on her face, her mouth, around her ears, her <gasps> neck, her hair, just everywhere. Oh, your ears. So like the orifice is really freaking. Yeah, out. I did read something where you're supposed to cover your ears. And or your mouth. I mean, you can't do both of those things, but just so they can't like. I also I read something that they were like trying to get down her throat to ah. like attack her. Like, ugh, it was it's awful. Um, so they with have no a death wish, those I know those bees. Okay. Um, with no time to waste, they skipped the proper protocol, which typically they would put on full body gear and then you know mm-hmm. tape tape everything yep. and then um, 
focus on saving her. But once they got out, out of the vehicles and onto the scenes, they were already being stung by bees. So they knew how bad the situation was. Jesus. And there was no time to put any of that stuff on. So basically they grabbed um, a CO2 fire extinguisher oh. and just started spraying the fuck out of her with it. And that burns your skin like no other. But you know what else and burns your skin? Bee stings? Bee stings. So, yeah. They um, sprayed her down with the fire extinguisher, and then they grabbed her and ran two blocks to get away from the bees. No, you have to run a quarter mile. <laughs> they still followed them. They got her in an ambulance. A neighbor said, it, it's so horrific, I will never lose the memory of seeing her just swatting at whatever she could to get them off of her. And just seeing her struggle, like, there's nothing you could do. Oh, my God. I have goosebumps. Gross. I I'm know. I'm so freaked out right now. Um, so, <sighs> so when the first responders were spraying her with the CO2, the bees were freezing, but still hovering and then landing on them and stinging them. So it didn't, like, it, it, it got like them enough. Them. It shocked them so enough to where they could run and then get her in the ambulance. Um, the ambulance. So Jesus. when she arrived at the hospital, she was still covered and bees like not head to toe but she still had bees like they were all getting stung in fact two of the guys um were also put in the hospital as well for bee stings oh my god um so she was in critical condition and she had been stung over more than 200 times <gasps> from more than are you ready for how many bees yes Eighty thousand fucking bees get the fuck here with that 80,000 bees oh my god yeah. so um, that's like a couple swarms yeah coming at her yeah based coming on in hot. research coming in hot Jesus. so her son told firefighters that she's expected she was expected to survive and she did survive good clearly because this is sip survivor pete we tell survival stories people and although her recovery was very difficult um the firefighters did say that they if they would have taken the time to put on the the gear and everything um she would have died for sure. That's so, in all honesty, like kudos to first responders. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are goddamn heroes. Yeah, you are. Cause and they, that's, they put their own lives on the line yep. to save this woman. The amount of, um, honey that they took out from this hive was two full, you know, like those home Depot buckets uh -huh. was full, two full home Depot buckets. That's how big did they the give it all was. to her? Did they give it all to Maria? I hope they jarred it for her so she could have here's free honey. some, here's some fucking raw honey, Maria. And it's expensive. If you guys have ever bought real organic raw honey, Listen, honey, I know it's like $15 or Listen, $10. I know. My uncle does that. Well, he's but making good delicious money. Delicious too. It's so well, good. We live in Ohio. So I'm going to be honest with you. We don't have any Africanized bees here. Not yet. There was an article that said like something about Ohio, but I didn't read it because it was like outdated and it wasn't very. Listen, we, yeah, I mean the internet is true, but it's not all true. It's not all true. We so, so uh, first responders after the attack closed had to close several blocks, and um, you know preventing from anyone else getting stung, and then they also called in a local bee company to help wrangle the bees and and get them in check. Yikes. Um, and again, they, they removed several buckets of honey. So so if you get attacked, here's what you do. <gasps> okay, I'm ready. Here's I'm a word of ready. advice. I'm very nervous. So while the average honeybee swarm or any bee swarm is 500 bees, yes. the Africanized bee swarm can be anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 bees on average, like the lower Or 80,000. Or 80,000. This was a monster hive. Okay. Um, and then people being attacked should run away as fast as possible. Okay. So run. you were right. Run. Just take, just go. Run. Okay. Um, this creeped me out, so I had to put it in here. Jumping into water is not a good idea. The Ooh. Africanized bees, they will patiently wait for their victim to surface and then resume the attack. Those fuckers will wait for you to come back out of the water. Listen, I'm going to stay under there. I'm going to stay under. 
what are you gonna do not breathe (laughs) (laughs) they will wait for you and attack you what if i stay underwater and they stay underwater won't they die eventually because they have to breathe right they have little mini lungs in there i mean they're just gonna wait on shore for you like buzz on shore what and wait for you to get out of the waters i know so according to the U.S. Forest Service, um, a telltale sign of an attack that is about to occur from this particular bee group is um, they Buzzing? will headbutt intruders. So oh. they'll headbutt you um, and trying oh. to drive you away from their colonies because oh. their num- number one goal is to protect their colonies. Um, That's weird. And again, they can be agitated from vi- vibrations up to 100 feet away. So this gas meter could have been a hundred feet away and still heard her like open the door or maybe like and close the, the start of the car or whatever it is. Or her amazing singing. Maria, I think you have an amazing voice. <sighs> Seriously. I mean, get it girl. We love you, but we're going to attack you. So I will say this. They okay. are still honeybees. So you shouldn't, we, we don't want to yes, kill them. I do love honeybees. This sounds aggressive, though. They are aggressive. Um, I did read a couple articles as well saying that some of the news media, and there's been some some um, a movie that was put out in the 80s that has scared people about these bees. Like, they're, was it they're, My Girl? Cause it that... was not My Girl. <laughs> it was called, like, Killer Bee or something like that, oh, okay. where it's like they're very far and few between, but they're here, and they're in the, you know, the Southwest, and okay, we're not going to the kill kid, them all. But... The kid from My Girl was allergic to bees, so that added a and little And he also layer. was throwing a rock at the... Beehive. He was trying to get her mood ring back. I, I know. It he was, was in love. I know. I love that movie. And God but damn it, God, all for love. All was, for love. So that is the story of Maria, no last name, and the Africanized bees. Jesus, Isn't that creepy. That's amazing. I feel like excellent job, Danelle. Thank you. God, just a little different ditty this week. Oh my God, I loved it. I, I have some bees. wasps in my backyard, and oh. that's what made me want to do this story. Well. We have, I was at the pool the other day with my kids and there were, I saw a, what well, wasn't a bee. It was probably like something else, like a hornet or a mm, yellow jacket yeah. or some shit crawling. So there's a concession stand <gasps> okay. and like there's brick or stone. I forget. But in the mortar, there's a little hole and I saw one crawl in. You're like, I gotcha. I was like, I see you. I see what you're doing. I have this, this form of wasp. I was showing Kenny this morning and they're like burrowing in my, um, flower bed that has no flowers in it mm. they're just making little holes and they're huge they're called like mud jacks or something like that they were scary they're scary looking but they don't sting okay but let me tell you this todd still killed them but it's mm. fine in they're- my backyard my husband was mowing the lawn oh and he saw an animal with claws come out of a hole in our yard look at him and then go back in what was it we don't know. If it, anyone knows of anything that hangs out, it was out probably long, a mole. Don't they have claws? No, like they dig with their little no, it was like, flippers. It was, like, it was like lobster claws. It was like fucking lobster claws. But it's not a lobster. Did you discover a new species? I don't know. But if you guys know of something that hangs out on land in a hole, in a hole with claws that we're near water, but we're not on water. We have like a little crick. I want to Google what a mole looks like. Okay. It sounds like Donald brought some drugs back from Nevada. <laughs> Did you eat shrooms? Were you eating shrooms? No, no. Uh, he showed me the hole, and it looks gross. It looks like very wet land, oh. like wet mud that they like. Okay, whoever so it was, no, put, not like that. No, 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 okay. no. Like, like, lo- like crab. Ooh, more like lobster, ugly. though. Those okay. are ugly. <sighs> okay. All right. Good job. Nice. That's a good it. one. Yeah. Kenny. Kenny. Okay. Kenny. Didn't forget me this week. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, make a mental note. Don't forget Kenny yeah. this week. 
Don't be a bitch, Jenny. So we're going back to another kind of uh, DUI story. Correct. As you remember the last one, you know, mm-hmm. the toy truck. So a man is facing a DUI after a neighbor reports what? Now, Wait, say obvi- the beginning part again. A man faces a DUI charge mm-hmm. after a neighbor reports what? Now, it's obviously not him reporting that he's driving drunk because right. that's a pretty simple answer. Yeah. I won't guess that. Don't worry. I just I just assumed that now <laughs> was going to be like driving drunk. <laughs> I love looking at whatever. So <laughs> um, hmm. oh, I don't know. Hold on, I'm adjusting my microphone. Oh, it's not going to adjust. Was he maybe riding a lawnmower naked? Oh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, she went naked. See, boom, guys. I got good answers too. Get ready for this. Fuck. But he was riding his horse. Oh, drunk. Okay. Oh. Do you know that's not allowed? Really? I would. I didn't know that. Against the law. Is it an OVI? Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think. I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> the neighbor reported stolen cereal. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what kind of cereal? Uh, Can we um, get specifics? Yes. A uh, Robin Bolin drove by and stole a box of cereal that was on top of his neighbor's car. Boland then got back into his car, drove to his house <laughs> two down. And, and ate the cereal? His neighbor followed him back in. Boland has poured himself a bowl of cereal and was also drinking a beer. Oh! When the officers came by, they tested him for his alcohol content, twice the legal limit, arrested. Oh, okay. my God. So was, okay, was the neighbor who had the cereal on top of his car... Was he cutting back from the groceries? Unloading store? groceries, right? Assuming it didn't say specifically. Like but. a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame you a little bit for having cereal on top of your car, and especially if it's like Lucky Charms or something delicious. It was Cheerios. Oh, like yeah. regular Cheerios? Ew. Is honey nut? Oh, okay. Well, All right, that makes more sense. A, I mean, I wouldn't steal that. Maybe Listen. like cinnamon toast crunch. Mm. You know what I would steal? Do they pops? Do Those fucking yellow oh, yeah. gold. Oh, I didn't even say what kind of Cheerios. It just says Cheerios. I'm gonna go with it had to be honey nut or it something more have been delicious. Regular. Nobody steals. It could be the right now. No offense, Cheerios. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, you let us know. I love Pony the fruity up. Cheerios. Delicious. Do you? Oh, I do too. So good. Or the cinnamon ones are good too. Mm. Um, I feel like we got some peanut butter chocolate Cheerios at one point. Ooh, it was a delicious that. treat. Mm. I, I don't go, eat cereal really, except for as a snack. Yeah, I go for like the fruity. Pe- if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I don't put milk on my cereal, so oh. it's a real. I do, and then I have a stomach sitch. ache for like a day. So um, I mm. drink milk with it, but I don't put it on there because I don't want it to get mushy. Are you still looking up crab-like I items? <laughs> I want to know what this new species is. It's a lawn crab, oh. and we have it. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Well, we have a shout out. We have yes. a Patreon. Hold on. Uh, so this is an, is a fun one. Odie Young, we want to shout you out. Uh, Odie actually had been a $2 Patreon subscriber. And Odie? Then she, then she upped it. I think it's a she. I can't tell. Odie, let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, upped it to $5 a month, which means you, you get dirty a dirty dog. You get a shout out on the actual episode. Good job, Odie. Thank you. And uh, she has chosen Donna for her personalized <gasps> yes. message. So I will get that to you ASAP. And if you guys want to obviously donate on Patreon, it is paying our bills for the wine that we get. Yes. Uh, we are obviously being carried by our work podcast network, but they don't really give us anything other than, you know. Equipment. Equipment. 
So we have to buy our own wine. We have to find our own stories. We have to promote ourselves, all that good stuff. So um, if you want to support us on Patreon, log on to there and look for Sip Survivor Pete. Uh, we also have merch. Mm-hmm. You can go to sipsurvivorpeat.com and you can check out our merch. Merch section. Um, there's t-shirts, sweatshirts. Totes, stickers, uh, phone, phone cases. cases. Uh, it's a whole array of amazingness. If we get enough people to support us there, we can um, buy our way into some pins, which I know people are into enamel pins these days, but it costs money. So whereas the other ones, we just say, print this on demand, bitches. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, and then if you guys want to follow us on social, obviously we're on all the social platforms. You can find us there. Um, and was there something I was going to ask people to do? Oh, oh, rate, review, subscribe. Oh, well, yes. Rate, review, subscribe. But also we're looking for like a sign on. We need a sign on and a sign off. Like, um, cause we keep forgetting to say, like we said in the beginning, we keep forgetting to say like what our podcast is. So if we had like a sign on, sips or I repeat, and then like a clever little diddly do after that, even if it's a sign off or a fun. sign off, like our favorite podcast, stay sexy, don't get murdered. We yeah. love that, but we need our own. So if you have ideas, send them our way. We just are looking for clever sign on sign offs. Yeah. We were hoping it would happen organically, but we really haven't. Cause all mm. of our stories are so different. Like we don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, new Patreon episode oh. coming out next week. Ooh, yes. yeah. Patreon next week. We did put up, uh, there's two up there right now, uh, a Would You Rather and then a uh, unboxing video. So uh, again, there is some content up there and you'll get extra stuff too, like 10% off merch. Hey, and it's great merch. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.